Well, good morning and welcome to another podcast here at Crossroads Community Church. It's snowing outside it is. on a window. <laughs> well, how do you like them apples? Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, yeah, it's still snowing. Huh? Yeah. Pulling back the blinds and taking a look there. It's, it's Rich's yellow flags will really stand out. Yes, against the white background. Yeah, Rich is, he marks, marks territory. It's interesting that they're yellow flags. It's like a big dog marking territory. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I digress quickly. Oh, it's good to have everybody here. Uh, I say everybody, but I mean, it's just you and me today. But I mean, it's good to have everybody listening in today that are listening. Because, you know, the listeners are are becoming more and more there's uh, we get responses from people that are yeah, and that's good it is good so we're not wasting our time is what exactly. you're saying exactly and that's what i'm i'm digging the fact that uh, we're not wasting our time and it is relevant good stuff and i think this is a, a neat topic as we get started um to dive right into this that uh, our life has got some great things and great ways that the lord is leading all of us and uh he purposes all of us, and uh, it's great to look forward. Before we get into that, though, today's a special day. Today is Ash Wednesday. It's a pretty good day. Yeah. And many that have likened themselves into doing something about the Lenten season will start it today. Yeah. So talk a little bit about what we know about that. I mean, let's just chit-chat a little bit so that people that might not know a lot about it's not we don't have to go into much depth but um what do you what do you well one of the things i know is uh in that linen season they they put ashes <laughs> yeah on, on the forehead it's a symbol mm-hmm. you know it's a, um, i've not really you know as far as the linen season i know and and some people give up things for lent uh, something that it, it's kind of a in a way, it's like a fasting thing, in mm-hmm. a sense, like something they love. They'll do. It, they'll give it up for God uh, for that season, and, and focus in on on the the gift of Christ well, and exactly. the gift of that 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 uh, crucifix, crucifixion or the, the giving His life up for our sins, for for our life. And oh, that's yeah, forty that's, days, right? The forty days yeah, prior to, so it's a forty day. Lenten challenge if you want to go into modern day talk um, and a uh, lot of uh, the, the Catholicism um, in fact yesterday was Fat Tuesday and um, mm-hmm. a lot of times you kind of hear about that in, in uh, New Orleans New Orleans and um, and that's where people are like oh man I'm going to have to give something up for 40 days so Fat Tuesday means I'm going to go crazy before the day and, and uh, that's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> it's like, what? It's not what we're talking about. That's that's the opposite we need to be doing. But um, well, and you know, it's it's a it's a day of prayer and fasting as they they get into Lenten season, mm-hmm. which culminates in Easter, of course. But um, yeah, I I uh, it, it, dictionary puts it this way: the first day of Lent. In the Western Christian Church, marked by services of penance, like I don't know what a lot of times uh, priests will give their parishioners penance, like say so many Hail Marys or 
um, things to do. It's it's acts of service in a sense, in a way. So uh, mm-hmm. you could do that. But like I said, I've never. And now I think the Methodists will have a, a Wednesday service. Mm-hmm. A lot of times they do. Yeah. And I think it's there. the pastor that puts the ash mm-hmm. on their head. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I've never done that before. I've never really followed the the calendar in that way like people do, and it's the mm-hmm. same with. Um, Advent. There's different candles you burn right up to Christmas and stuff like that. It's part of a tradition. Sure. Oh. And it's it's great symbolism, uh, great help for maybe much like New Year's Day, uh, looking at a, your year ahead. This is a just a 40-day challenge or a 40-day... Um, oh, and I don't... Let me remove myself from the challenge remark into uh, adoration and respect and on honor to our Lord Jesus and His uh, sacrifice. There's different ways that people have chosen to do that, and you can mm-hmm. actually look that up um, online. You can see it, different things. Some people choose to to remove their social media apps. That's it, and that's a right. modern example. Yeah. Uh, maybe stop drinking coffee if they're just so, you know, if that's a something that you just have to have. But removing something that um, reminds us the sacrifice that uh, Jesus gave for us. But anyway, I just thought I'd mention that today. And and, uh, it's kind of neat that our podcast hits it on on Ash Wednesday and just wanted to kind of prepare you uh, for thinking about the 40 days prior to Easter. What What a beautiful and wonderful celebration. Uh, that we get a chance to do as we celebrate that as Christians, Christ followers. Well, I'm going to pray as we get into this time and uh, just ask the Lord to bless our time together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for all that you're doing in our lives and in the life of this church. I pray, Father, that you would uh, work through this podcast, work through your people, help us to be humble and to be serving one another. Help us to love one another as you've loved us. And Lord, I just thank you for our time together. I thank you for my pastor. I pray that that you would uh, continue to uh, work in his life. And and Holy Spirit, just have your way through this podcast. And we just pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Well, the title of last week's message was, What Will Your Verse Be? So, not necessarily that that we are going to be singing a song and what you, what verse of that song or hymn you're going to choose, but why don't you explain that a little bit? What does that mean? Well, I started out talking about favorite teachers and uh, some of the things, experiences that I've had in school and how a favorite teacher uh, will draw you in that you want to be like them, actually, and of course that plays into Christ. Um, and I showed a clip from Dead Poets Society where Mr. Keating was, was talking about poetry and the passion of it and pick out a life verse that you kind of follow in your life uh, that makes it kind of your mantra, if you will, if you want to use that word. Well, Christ, uh, the people that followed him were welded to him. It wasn't just that they knew him or knew about him. They wanted to be like him. And they glued themselves, tried to glue themselves to him, actually. And he poured his life into him those three years that he spent with them. Well, that as they reached out Paul did the same thing the apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 16 13 and 14 gives 
those who are uh, have chosen Jesus as their life study five commands he gives five commands for how we respond to unbelievers and uh, uh, the the commands are as follows number one be on the alert in verse 13 he, he's saying that we need to be awake that we that we should be astute to the holy spirit for what's going on uh around us and uh, here's an awareness check i talked about that how alert are you to the needs around you uh, are you aware of the pressures and fears and victories of those you brush lives with do you hear more than what's said. I think as we follow the Holy Spirit and wherever we're at, work, home, school, doesn't matter, that when we're in touch with the Holy Spirit, we can sense in other people their need, so to speak, and we need to be Christ to them. That's, that's the, the first one. And the second was stand firm in the faith. The students of Christ, it uh, isn't always easy to uh, take what we've learned and stand firm in, in the faith. And I, I talked about the armor of God, how we need to put that on every morning, actually. Uh, Ephesians 6, 11 through 17, uh, Paul's saying we're not going into a physical battle, but it's more than that. It's a spiritual battle that's mm-hmm. going on all around us, and we need to stand firm in that. And then the third one, he says, act like men, which he's saying grow up. You know, uh, I think there's too many babies in the faith sometimes that, they should be eating steak, and they're still on the jug. So that was that was the point that he was t- he was talking about. Uh, we need to check our spiritual growth um, on on a regular basis, actually. And he talk, you know, we talk about immature believers that uh, everything's about them, and uh, they get their feelings hurt easy, and and on and on, and they really care what people think about them. Uh, when we serve Christ, all we should really care is about what God thinks. Mm-hmm. Because if God's happy with us, everybody else will be happy with us too, right. most of the time. So let's just stop right there, you know, before we go into number four and, and talk a little bit about that because that is because that is very relevant in this day and age. Um, with growing and and um, evolving into that mature Christian. You mentioned before that one right before uh, was uh, standing firm in the faith with the armor of God. The spiritual battles are always around. Mm-hmm. So Satan, Every day. Right, Every so day. Satan wants to take these, snatch up these young believers and tell them that it's, or either keep them complacent and not grow, stunt their growth, mm-hmm. or completely knock them off their feet, much like a, an attack from a, you know, a, a bully, a, a weak, a weak, uh, uh, young antelope. You know, uh, that's being attacked by a cheetah or something of this nature, yeah. where they know that they can. You know, Satan is going to attack us. Uh, he's going to try to get at the weaker ones. So what we need to do is to continue to step up and re- realize and recognize we need the full armor every day. Yeah, yeah. We need to step up. Uh, into our maturity and and gather that. Um, one of the biggest things that we can do as an individual is to get in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. It's living and breathing, and it's a double-edged sword. It is able to slice through the marrow of that which is uh, coming after us mm-hmm. and to fight those victories in a way that, that we can be victors uh, in and through Christ. Right. We need to remember that we're weak humble ourselves before the Father, 
remember his strength, that mm-hmm. it's our strength comes from him. But that's what leads into this next point. So, yeah, the fourth, fourth command was be strong. Yeah. He said in, uh, in Ephesians three fourteen through 16, For this reason I bow my knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory to, this, to be strengthened with power through his Spirit in the inner man. And so the strength, what you've just read there, the strength comes from bowing our, our knee to him and through the Holy Spirit who gives us the strength. And, and if you have a tough inner man, inner person, it's strong enough to handle criticism and temptation and sturdy enough to hold us up when the rug gets pulled out from under us. And there we go. Yeah, so we, sometimes that happens. Or, so, or when we're uh, forced to stand alone, which sometimes we are. Mm-hmm. So I go back to some of the messages that you've had in this, this beginning of this year. And I just want to remind people, you know, Pastor has, has talked about um, how we are to be very careful not to allow our insecurities and our, our weaknesses to get the better of us, mm-hmm. to to overwhelm us with uh, jealousy or, or bitterness or, or things that just keep tripping us up to continue this maturity. Mm-hmm. But to find our strength in of the Word, through the Spirit, and bowing and humbling mm-hmm. ourselves before the Father. It's good stuff. Last command is let all that you do be done in love. And that's it. It, it is it, nothing. Nothing makes sense or has really any motive if it's not done in the love of Christ. Amen. Sometimes there's ulterior motives and selfish motives, but uh, we have to do it in love. It's John thirteen thirty five. By the all by this. All men will know that you are my disciples, that you have love for one another. It's our calling card to the world. So I've heard you say this many, many times before, where you know you could you could be a strong Christian, toting around your toting around your Bible, so, and you said smacking people yeah. on the head, you know, in a sense, saying get your life right, yeah. and smack them yeah. around, and and you know beat them up with scriptures, and and uh, it's great to be zealous, but that zealousness without here, number five, yeah. without love, is not going to get no. what God no. wants to get done in this earth. So we get to reflect Jesus and through his strength, but without love, as we've seen in yeah. Corinthians, right? First Corinthians yeah. 13. Um, faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is yeah. love. Love, That's that was the point. And he says, if, if I could talk in the tongues of angels and move mountains, literally move mountains, without love it'd be worthless. Mm. Uh, he said, even though I give my body to be burned, he's saying being a martyr uh, gives his life, but if it, it, if it's without love, it's for naught, so to speak. So we can lead our family. We can lead where we're at uh, in our in our work, or or lead our wives, or or. Uh, you know, wives helping lead the family and the children, and and with our uh, with our husbands, of course, and that respect mm-hmm. factor, and 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 do all these things, but without the love factor in there, mm-hmm. it's all with not for not. Then he then he then he switches gears a little bit, and he talks about um, commands or not commands. He's commanding, and then he turns to pleading. Uh, to do this with each other in the as far as in the body for brothers and sisters 
He says, first acknowledge such men. What he's saying is that we should see people who God has called into leadership that we respect them. Mm. You know, people get attached to one person or whatever, and they unfortunately they build their whole life of faith around that one person, right. whether it's a pastor or whatever, doesn't matter. But Paul is saying, don't put all your attention on me. Put it on these other guys. He mentioned, he mentioned uh, Stephanus, and he mentioned um, uh, Achaia, uh, and okay, he said he's talking about the leadership in Corinth because Paul started this church and he was getting ready to leave, and uh, he was turning the mantle over to them, so to speak. Stephanus for. Tunitus and Archaicus because of their service to the church that they were supposed to acknowledge such men and, and put them put them where they needed to be actually as far as in leadership. Well, you know, and that's the, that's the thing that I talk about that here that uh, I am getting older, not, no pun intended, but I, I won't be here forever. <clears throat> and this is God's church and yeah, I've loved these people and they've loved me. It's been an incredible uh, time here and I don't know you know God's in charge he he knows the timing and transition and everything but mm-hmm. you know uh, fact is uh, this church is not my church it belongs to Christ he's at right. the head right. uh, so Paul is kind of t- getting them ready for that actually and then secondly he says greet one another with a holy kiss and uh, all the brethren greet you greet one another with a holy kiss and it was a sign uh, of unity and affection it was called the peace and they said a lot of times they would do it right after communion they'd have the peace like you have people shake hands and hug mm-hmm. well they go around and kiss each other <clears throat> excuse me sometimes it was on the cheek and sometimes it was on the hand but nonetheless they were communicating right. uh, their love and affection for each other i don't i don't think in this society we can grasp the the depth of that because culture and the devil has made a way uh, that touching is off limits and that kind of thing because there ha- it has been abused. But nonetheless, I think the world has robbed the church of some of its intimacy because of that. Mm-hmm. It's because of the way we see things. You know, well, some people, oh, don't touch me, don't hug me, whatever, you know. Uh, I respect that, but, you know, uh, Leo Biscaglia, uh, hug doctor, years ago, he said you le- need at least six or eight hugs a day. Mm-hmm. But like I said, it has to be done in the spirit of Christ or you that's get it. a problem. No, that's exactly right. That's exactly <laughs> I mean, right. And that's where that's Satan it. has come in and, that's right. and uh, polluted things that was meant to be holy and pure. Well, and, and you know, we go back to the very top five. If we use that as our foundation, Mm-hmm. And as we are finding that through maturity and then through that love yeah. builds a trust factor within the community. Trust factor then goes over to, yeah. to saying, here's these men I'm going to yeah. set in place. They're, they're then through that community allows the leaders to then be placed and the community being able to, uh, of believers, to be able to work together. Mm-hmm. And then that, for therefore, is represented in the last one you just mentioned, yeah. is through that embracing of the understanding that we're going to do this thing together. It's, it's it, Whether we call it the holy kiss, whether we're linking arms or shoulder to shoulder or back to back, it is a process of acknowledging that we are together in the body of Christ, moving forward for his great cause. 
Well, you know, and even little children and babies need to be touched. Uh, we was in Russia, and a baby, or, they had different houses for orphans, but they had a baby house. And they had, what, like one or two women taking care of 15 babies. Well, and babies never got touched. Mm. Goodness. And they'd let you go in there and pick them up and waller them and stuff, which was kind of cool. But the, but, the, but the sad part is they had those babies that went up to, to two, and we were in a room where there were 42-year-olds that sat in chairs with their hands full of staring at the floor. They had a reattachment disorder. They hadn't been touched. Mm. It messed them up. Yeah. They did everything on command. In America, you get 42-year-olds in your house, and they're going to tear this thing, thing down because they're rambunctious. That's what two-year-olds are. Not that it really. It, we left weeping actually. It, right. it, it just it had that. I, I can't imagine. It had that impact on me, and I think it's it, you know in the same way in in the church, babes in Christ. You know they need to know that they're loved. And not, I, I don't mean to belabor belabor this point, but the fact is, a pat on the back or or just a a, a touch or whatever. And let's let's talk about that relevancy today. Okay, so a pat on the back. An encouragement, an encouraging word through a text, a call. Here's the key to this whole thing. The Holy Spirit that is alive and well in us, those that are called Christians, and whether we're brand new Christians or whether we're 50 years in, the Holy Spirit is at work in our lives. We need to pay attention. We need to understand His nudging and His direction in our lives. When there's a name or a, a person that's brought up in your mind, and they're in this feeling of, I should just tell them how much I appreciate them. Rather than that letting, letting that thought just fade away, take captive that thought. Mm-hmm. Do something about it. Yeah. Make a text yeah, to, exactly to right. the person. You know, um, uh, uh, there's stories that both of us can share that, that have done that. And the, the response to those either small things or even... Where one day I had to just literally grab the wheel of my car, and because the Holy Spirit was like, "No, now," and I had mm-hmm. to turn quickly out of traffic, uh, with thankfully without you know crashing, uh, and and go to an individual, and and so the Lord is the Holy Spirit is intentioning us to stay aware, to be mindful, so that we can be a blessing unto others, well, to uplift them up or to lift them up. And I witnessed. The, uh, saw New Testament Christians and said, behold how they love one another. That's, that's, that's the difference. That's, it, it has to be that way. And there, like you said, there's been times when people are going through dark times or maybe uh, we ourselves and you get a text or whatever and, you know, it just picks you up. Yep. So. And I think that, that honestly, and we talked a little bit about the Lenten season prior to the, the actual going into this, but I want to refer to this real quickly. Those that you are listening, and all of us, we need to be mindful of this new context, and it's been around for a while, but the social media aspect, or whether the news, or whether it's it, you're getting this, you know, right now it's hot and heavy about political, right? It's, it's yeah. you know, whether I see differently compared to my brother in Christ, uh, what are you going to do about that love that you see differently? You need to step back and very clearly see through the lenses mm-hmm. of Jesus what would Jesus do in this, exactly. this this process and allow him to lead the way not the political platform not the understanding now there are some very 
specific guidelines that are that that we can base all of our beliefs and our understandings through the scriptures. I'm not yeah. trying to derail anything here, but I am saying social media will like like us to to start to hit a viewpoint, um, read it with emotions that that are not there, mm-hmm. and assume. And all the next thing you know, uh, it's it's in the tank. It's it's in the toilet, so to speak. That that you know that relationship that once was held for a good ten years is now. Well, I never knew you thought that way, and mm-hmm. this and that, and boy, your true colors are coming out now. And we have to step back, humble ourselves, be God's kids, and move forward in love. That's exactly right. Well, that is the, that was the last message of First Corinthians. Okay, well, that was what it. it was the last is going on. Well, we're, I'm going to do something that in 40 years I've never done. I've never preached uh, through the Book of Esther, and well, it's an amazing story. Yeah, well, so much, so. I, I want to say, do you do you realize how long we've been in Corinthians? Yeah, quite a months, Mm-mm. over a year. I've looked back at our it podcast. Seem that. No, it doesn't. Does it? Uh. Uh-uh. I've looked over our podcast, and we were we've been in. Wow! But of course, you've danced in and around. Well, and yeah, there was different things and special different, speakers, or yeah. uh, you know, um, uh, we've invited individuals and stuff. But but it's really interesting. This it's, this is this is an incredible book, and I, I think there's a lot of truths that we can wow. glean out of it. Uh, it it's entitled Esther, a, a woman for such a time as this. You know, it's a true story about an orphan girl, uh, who God uses that as as to be a savior of her people. And it's, it's the only book in the Bible that God's name's not mentioned. I huh. think that's interesting. Yeah, it is interesting. But he's in it. Yes, he, of I course. I mean, on and on and on. Yep. It says, as as far as the drama in scriptures, the dramas in scripture are concerned, the book of Esther is an anomaly. It's the only book in the Bible that doesn't mention God's name. But like Shakespeare's plays, every page bears testimony to its author. Hmm. Behind each scene, you can see the shadow of the Almighty directing from the wings. And I think the the analogy for us is how God is in our lives, and you can't see Him, but He's there. Mm-hmm. You know, um, he, he, it's he, 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 the mysteries of God to me. You know, this first sermon I'm going to talk about the mind of God, His unsearchable judgments, the will of God, His unfathomable ways, the power of God, His sovereign control, and the presence of God, His invisible providence. Providence is derived from the Latin word providio. The prefix pro means before, and the root video means I see. So that's where we get the word video. Uh, So providence. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's got different characters in it. The king who uh, has Arias, his name name in, in history is also Xerxes. He's a Persian king. Of course, the second character... Uh, in the cast is Queen Vashti, who's his queen. Uh, the, the the third character is the villain, Haman. He's the one that's out to destroy the Jews. And then we read of a Jew by the name of Mordecai, who has a niece who he raised called Esther. And she was just a uh, plain Jewish girl. But man, oh man, what, what how God used her. Um, the message of the book of Esther Though God is invisible, he's invincible. He cannot be defeated. Um, and that's, that, I think it's going to be an interesting. That's life. great. It's going to be an interesting series, that's actually. Great. So, 
Well, it'll be exciting to go through that uh, the book, and I think sometimes that we well, and 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 again, what it does, it 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 really highlights or focuses on the importance of women to God. Right. I think in a, of course, you hear this all the time in a male-dominated society, which is changing. Uh, yeah. Women need to know that they're just important as as men. Uh, and that God can use them. Mm-hmm. That's always been my uh, argument with with people that downplay women's roles in, in the in the Bible to a degree. Um, if they weren't to be used, why did God gift them? Right. You know. I, but that's you know that's kind of where we're going with that. It's good. Well, it is good. It ought to be interesting. It's and, it's hard, it's been a it's it's a struggle for me to really dig in and and find the. Uh, of course, God helps me do that. But, you know, I've said this before. There's there's certain things I I want to avoid. But when you preach through a book, you can't avoid them. You have to talk about them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I found that out in Corinthians. So, right. anyhow, yeah. that's where we're at. Well, good. Well, you know, as, as Pastor prays over uh, this podcast and how it goes out to your ears and then also uh, into the new um, message that's coming up this Sunday, you know, I, I want to challenge you that are listening to be praying for your pastor every week or uh, our speaker who is going to be. Uh, that impact um, That's true. I appreciate is that. huge. And, and when I spoke those two Sundays, I felt the, the impact mm-hmm. of those prayers on yep. me. Um, and and what, a, uh, what a gift that you can give those speakers and our, and our pastor yeah, that's true. I to, appreciate uh, that. to pray over them. So, Pastor, go ahead and pray over this if you would, and we'll wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, one thing about it, when, you're, when you speak every week, it, it seems like every other day Sunday. Mm. <laughs> it comes around pretty quick. <laughs> it does, though. It does do <laughs> Lord, thank you for Steve and uh, his uh, ability to put this together and to lead this every week, and I know it's appreciated, and his ability as he leads us to your throne and worship every Sunday. It's amazing. Amazing gift. So I just thank you for him and what he continues to do and what he means to me and to, to the church. And, Lord, as we think about um, who we are in you and you should be our idol, you should be the image that we really put all of our energies and desire and to follow uh, to reach out to others in the world. And you've commanded us, Lord, to how to treat people in the world. And also you've com- uh, pleaded, as Paul did, for us to love each other, that the mm-hmm. world might know that. Mm-hmm. We can set aside petty differences and biases and prejudices and really love each other the way we should. And by that, and in that act, uh, the world will see. And we hope that people say, look how those people there at Crossroads love each other. And that's, mm-hmm. that's my yes. prayer today for all of us. Yeah. We ask these things in the name of Christ. Amen. Amen. Well, great. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Pastor. Thanks for for um, being obedient to the Lord and and as He has uh, been wooing you to yeah. to lead us as uh, as a community to continue to to dig deep and to be reminded of things like mm-hmm. the armor of God and uh, and the battle that we each face every day. It's good stuff. Yep. Well, I hope that uh, our snow. Let's check real quick. Nope. It has stopped currently. We'll have to see how Alrighty. where that yeah. goes. But I'm not the weatherman. Jesse Walker can keep his job. Yeah. But um, uh, we'll uh, keep on keeping on here. Yeah. And next week, hopefully, uh, we're going to have a special guest. Yeah. 
and uh, she will come on and and she doesn't even know this yet but she's gonna find out um we're just gonna keep it a mystery and, and it'll be good. fun yep. and uh so we're looking forward to that. But Pastor, love you, brother. Love you too, and, Steve. Uh, brother. I said brother, I guess. Yeah. Brother. And uh, uh, it's good to, again, keep doing this thing uh, here together with you. And uh, we're excited about the future. Yep. We'll talk to you later. And thanks, guys, for listening. Bye-bye.